This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Liquid Amber Tattoo and Art Collective. Liquid Amber provides custom and cosmetic tattoos alongside a curated art gallery dedicated to celebrating local artists. And their monthly art socials are becoming a can't-miss event in the Vancouver cultural scene. Discover more at liquidambertattoo.com. And stay tuned to learn more about Liquid Amber's call for submissions for a film industry art showcase coming in 2020. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Furminger. My mission is to pull back the curtain on Vancouver's film and television industry and expose its beating heart, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom style, by getting deep and down and a little dirty with the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. Today, I am delighted to welcome Livia Peterson back to the YVR Screen Scene Studio and Jesse Robertson, first time guest to the YVR Screen Scene Studio. So first I want to tell you about Livia. Livia is a ride or die friend of the YVR Screen Scene podcast uh, and frankly of artists all across the land. Livia is all about the work because she's also about lifting up other artists. She does this through her film projects, like the one she just directed for the Harold Greenberg Fund. And she does this through her business, Liquid Amber Tattoo and Arts Collectives, which hosts monthly art socials and is currently looking to feature artwork that showcases the film and television community. And she does this through her sponsorship of the YVR Screen Scene podcast. She was our very first sponsor. And honestly, like, you should, we should give you a throne here, or you can have your desk, or your dog can have a dog bed here, anything you want. Just Livia. just a small plaque would be great. Just a big it. plaque, okay. okay, go big. It's a big deal. And delighted to welcome Livia's wife, yes. and a talented photographer, musician, artist behind the Witches of Vancouver exhibit currently up at mm-hmm. Liquid Amber Tattoo and Arts Collective, Jesse Robertson. Yes. Uh, and also... I don't know if we're going to get any sound uh, from this third guest, third surprise guest. Uh, we have we have baby. Yes, our furry baby. Yeah, furry, she's, furry baby. She's Who's passed out. Baby? She's passed out. Oh, she's done already? She's, she's down. She's, yeah. How yeah. old is baby? She's like 13, 12, 13. Yeah. yeah she has eyes. She has yeah. those like, eyes that have seen. Yeah. She walked around. She sniffed all of my, my toys and now she's asleep. So, I wish I could do that. I yeah. wish I could enter a room, sniff a couple toys, and then just lay on the ground and go to sleep. Honestly, because <laughs> of your sponsorship of the YVR Screen Scene podcast, we will set up a bed for you yes. and you can walk around, sniff some toys, fall asleep anytime you want. So today we're going to catch up with Livia. We're going to get to know Jesse. We're going to talk about the art showcase. Yes. Because this, they are looking for submissions from people all over the world. Yes. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Because this is honestly, this is our first time having a return guest. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. I feel so honored. It's very. Oh, I'm so honored you're here. And you have a new do. I do. I yeah. cut. I cut off all my hair. I needed a refresher. I like it. Thanks. I like it. I mean, because when I first saw you on screen, you did have short hair, but this isn't quite that hair. No, this is the hair that's just for me. I didn't do it for any role. I just went to the hairdresser. I 
told my agent and then we manifested this. Mm-hmm. Is that um, something you have to do before you cut your hair? You have to call the agent? Oh yeah. You just gotta, it's gotta be a window too. Like you can't have any pending holds or do you know what I mean? Like potential jobs coming up. So a window was available and I was like, hey, I gotta do this now, so. Wow, yeah. I mean, that is an added layer of just hassle in being a, being an actor. It's worth it, you though. Know? It's worth it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't mind. Um, and you get cool haircuts and hairstyles but being on shows, so yeah. it's, it's all good stuff, but yeah, I had a window and I took it and I'm happy, I feel like me. Yeah. I feel like, I'm surprised when people are like, oh, new hair, and I go, oh yeah, I, is it new? Because it just feels like it, I returned to me. To return to you. I love, um, I'm going to, we'll take a photo and put it on the Instagram feed out because we are a, we're an audio medium. People are like, we thanks are. for talking about hair for so long. <laughs> Sabrina, okay, so let's yes, start art by, social. let's start by talking about the art social. First of all, before we talk about the film showcase, which, as I say, is of interest to people all over the world, everybody can submit to that. Let's talk about what is on the walls right now at yeah. Liquid Amber Tattoo and our collective, uh, which sure. very intriguing title. Mm. It's a project that Luvia actually spoke to our listeners about when she was first here months right. and months ago, The Witches of Vancouver. So, yes. Jesse, take it away. Yeah, it's called Witches of Vancouver, Coming Out of the Broom Closet. It's a photo documentary series. Um, I'm a photographer, so it started off as being a photo series. Yeah. Uh, as a practicing witch for over 20 years, it was something that really meant a lot to me. I wanted to share the stories of the amazing witches that I've met over the years because everyone is so different. Yeah. And my experience of coming out as a witch to people has been so across the spectrum of varying experiences, varying reactions. When you say coming out as a witch, you mean talking to people who don't know that you're a yeah. witch and then saying that you are exactly. I am a witch and what kind of reactions do anywhere you get? from oh yeah whatever that's cool to oh so like you worship the devil and sacrifice goats that kind of thing you're like <laughs> you just know? on Tuesdays yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So> judgmental um, <laughs> what do you, you think know. it is like do you think it like where, where do you think though is it because of Hollywood does it go back totally. like centuries like where like where are the main misconceptions right well, I mean, obviously, if you look back in history, the witch hunts, it, it, it goes very deep into a patriarchal system and organized religion that has tried to wipe out powerful people in history. Yeah. Is, is a lot of it um, that has stemmed through our society in many ways that has brainwashed people to think that witchcraft is evil and it's, yeah. you know, the downfall of society, basically. Yeah. So there's still very much this fear is, is um, yeah. like I and I'll admit like I have some huge gaps in knowledge about about witches and witchcraft as well like is it a is it a religion is it a is it a cultural practice or a philosophy like like mm-hmm. t- tell me what how how do you describe it to people who just want to know more yeah. you know this is what I'm finding out through this series that I've been doing and interviewing witches is it does mean different things to a lot of people. Oh, that's interesting. You know, for a lot of people, it is a spiritual practice. Um, it's a way for them to connect to something that's greater than themselves. It is working with energy. Um, some people might not identify as the word witch, but maybe it's their light workers or energy healers and that kind of thing. Okay. To me, that's all the same sort of thing, whether yeah. you want to call it a witch or not. But also claiming the word rich 
word witch is a it is a reclaiming thing and to some people it's a political statement it's a feminist movement mm. it's uh it's more than just magic and all the sort of stuff that you might associate witchcraft with spells yeah. and all that sort of stuff which it very much is a lot of that to some people but to some people it is taking back power yeah. yeah have there been any like film or television projects that have gotten it right mm. that you've been you've watched and been like hey that's me that's what i do or that's what i believe mm. or does Honestly, that maybe need to be created maybe not yet maybe snippets yeah. every once in a while you go oh you know what someone's done their research here but they it's still it still has to be a drama and they still have to sensationalize and there always has to be a villain and they're mm. so it still has to kind of mine the stereotypes yeah that are there, I think right? there's a lot of mining of stereotypes that's really well put I've never heard anyone say that yes. but I feel like popular culture mines stereotypes I feel like there's an opportunity right here uh-huh. like I feel like yes. we're on the cusp of something yes. uh pretty amazing okay we're gonna put a pin on that <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that is brilliant so t- so tell me about the vancouver witch community mm-hmm. then like what, what who, like what were some of the the conversations that you had like is it a big community a thriving is it about is it a lot about community or is it a lot of people in isolation there's a lot of solitary witches out there yeah a lot and a lot who aren't necessarily out as a witch um there's a lot of people who don't feel safe to come out still friends family especially when other religions are involved in families it can be Mm. very much a thing of ostracizing them from the family if they were to be known as a witch um as far as community there is also a big community there's a reclaiming community uh which is following the reclaiming tradition and that is a huge probably the biggest community that i have found but there's lots of little pockets there's definitely um lots of you know there's lots of branches of witchcraft um but what I have found is most of the witches that I have met are solitary and they have maybe a few friends that they they can kind of talk to about it. But otherwise, you know, it's I think it's growing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and from what I've talked to from from other people, they say it kind of goes in waves of these trends of the community will be get really big. And then for some reason, it kind of dwindles out. And yeah, you know, yeah, I I love the thought, though, that some that like somebody could um, who is who is a witch but has been closeted um, would show up at, at Liquid Amber and and like with with somebody in there like a friend or family member and then be like, hey, look at this. By the way, this is what I believe. Like, is is that something that you would like to to happen with this with this project? For sure. So yeah, we've had the first opening night it was October twenty fifth. We've got two more nights coming up. Uh, November 29th and December 20th are the next two. And at the first one, definitely, there was people in tears because they had never been in a room with other witches before. They had never been able to talk to their friends about it. So they did. They brought their friends and... I don't know what they told their friends that they were going to. If it was, they just told them it was sort of an art night or something. Um, but literally, people in tears, just feeling like they oh. could be in a safe space to be themselves. And obviously, yeah, it's really, it's really been a moving experience to go through this. Over the last two years, we've been doing this project yeah. and just meeting people who have never talked about. Um, this side of themselves Ooh. before, mm-hmm. you know. I got chills. That's <laughs> yeah. incredible. And I know, and you're calling this a photo documentary uh, project as well. So tell me about the documentary mm-hmm. aspect of that. Yeah. So I mean, the the photo series is a 
um, a series of portraits to okay. catch a glimpse into the lives of these witches. So we're um, looking at like like up close in their faces, see the lines in their face, look in their <laughs> eyes, see what like what does a witch look yeah, like? A and a witch looks everything. like any everybody. And then also to sort of capture them in their environment. It might not necessarily be a close up of their face, but them doing their thing either outside or in their homes or whatever it sort of means to them to be a witch. We're trying to capture um, not only them but how they do their witchcraft. Yeah. Um, and then so so quickly on into the photo series, Luvia was inspired. I was actually interviewing one of the witches as a preliminary before our photo shoot. I wanted to get to know them to see what kind of photo shoot this was going to look like with them. And I could hear Luvia pacing in the background <laughs> in our place and Finally, she came out and she's like, "I can't handle it anymore." <laughs> I can see you're this like struck by lightning. I was. Yeah. <laughs> she burst out of the room. <laughs> this is so profound. Someone needs to record this. You have to stop talking right now. Save it. Save it. I have to get it on camera. Yeah. So then it turned into being becoming a documentary series right. that's not just still photos. So then we started interviewing, which is we had our good friend Derek Langer come on board, and he's been amazing with shooting and doing all he'll the audio be fami- he'll be familiar and- to uh, listeners who have listened to I, I believe by the time this airs Rachel Langer's episode yes. well, as well yes. so they, they know each other a little bit <laughs> pretty close yeah they're pretty, pretty close, close. Yeah. <laughs> and actually Rachel was at our last art social because Rachel and Derek were getting some b-roll for the documentary nice. so they're both capturing images um they're film nerds like me, so you know, and like all of us, really, like yeah. all the listeners, I'm sure. So yeah, they've come on board and volunteered their time because they're interested and they like to have fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Livy, what are some things that you, you as an outsider standing on the outside looking in, have would like people to know about witches in Vancouver and witches in general? Mm. Um, I think what I've been discovering is that we're all a little witchy. Hmm. And there are probably many things that we do in our day-to-day that could be considered witchy, and we just don't know about it. Um, So I started seeing a reflection of myself in a lot of these women, Hmm. and a lot of the things that they do or believe or talk about. Not just women. Yeah, men, all genders. Um, And it's, it's been empowering, and it's been... Um, the word reclaiming feels right because I've been looking at these powerful witches going, you know what? I can find my power. I can step into my um, connection to the earth, to the elements. Um, and it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be esoteric. It, it just is. Um, and I think we've stepped away from that as a society mm. um, based on some of the things that Jesse was saying earlier. You know, there were powerful witches back in the day, and that was a threat to some powerful men. And so they wanted to squash that, and they did a really good job. And we're still perpetuating those ideas today. Why does the word witch have to be so provocative? Why can't it just – it means someone who knows things. That's it. You know, that's it. We just know things. Come and come and see for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if if listeners want to learn more about – which is which is of Vancouver, which mm-hmm. is in Vancouver, Mm-mm. of of yeah. <laughs> like, written on screen. Should it have been called Witches in Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, yeah, Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. Rebrand. Another light bulb yeah. moment. Rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> 
if listeners want to know more about Witches of Vancouver, where can they go? Yeah. What can they do? So we have an Instagram account that we post a lot of stuff, uh, not just of the, about the, the witches in our series, but of all over the world of stuff going on. Um, so Witches of Vancouver is the Instagram account. And then same with Facebook. We've been posting some stuff on there. And then with the Art Social, we have the two nights, as I mentioned, November 29th and December 20th. From 7 to 9 p.m., people can come. It's open to the public. December 20th. That's like right around the time of the solstice. I love that. Okay, well, I will absolutely be at that one. So (laughs) So in return, it's it's not just the photo series that you get to see on the wall and, and see what the whole thing about that is but we turn the whole shop into a little market all the witches who are in the series and then some are bringing works of their craft to sell so it's a great opportunity to talk and meet the witches and just sort of ask questions they love they love to get into it and that's the biggest thing for me too is coming out as a witch many times a lot of time people just wouldn't ask questions and they would just kind of say oh yeah okay and the assumptions that are made that I learn about afterwards of what they understand a witch to be is not what it means to me. And so yeah. I think the important thing is to continue the conversation, to ask those questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love the idea, I'm just thinking out loud, of, of Liquid Amber being like almost like a community hub or a community center for like the witch community, yeah. you know, and you as a community leader. I know you went to witch camp, right? <laughs> I did. Because Livia yeah. was talking about that in, in, uh, in her episode. How was that? It was amazing. It was life changing. Yeah. It was a week. Um, up in the Squamish Nation and on a lake, on a lake, private lake, Evans Lake, and it was just so beautiful. There was about eighty witches. Uh, we did ritual every night. We talked about we, we. The reclaiming tradition takes a political aspect as well, so we talk about world issues and how we can help the world and and our leaders and you know where we can put our magic into. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was really uh, an amazing connection with people who are all quite like like minded. So amazing! All right, so if you if you want to see the photos in the series, you want to follow what's going on, follow them on social media, and then check it. So it, we're it's uh, December twentieth, and then whatever the last Friday, I guess it's November November twenty ninth. November twenty ninth. November 29th. Right. 20th. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but we're also looking ahead mm-hmm. to uh, the twenty twenty film showcase yes. as well, uh, which you are inviting people from all over the world to submit work. So let's talk a little bit about the the work that you are looking for for this. Right. Well, you know, you said it earlier how wouldn't it be cool if Liquid Amber was a hub, a safe place for witches. I want to foster um, a showcase series that becomes a hub for blank. Enter yeah. community here. Yeah. So right now for 2020, we're looking for film community. In the future, I don't know what community we're going to be reaching out to, but that's what I'm invested in now. I, yeah. I, I've seen the light. And it was actually your idea. Yeah, it totally to do, was my idea. <laughs> it was to do the film uh, showcase. And this witches um, art social has made me realize, oh, that's what we can be. We can be a safe place for like-minded people to get together. Not much unlike a Comic-Con. Yeah. You know, it's a convention of sorts, but it's one night, very accessible, free to the public. Yeah. You just walk in and you get to be surrounded by people who are into the same thing you are yeah. and, and have chats with them in a safe place. Um, and if if you're interested, have a table and sell some of your stuff. Yeah. I, I just, I love that. I love that idea. So, 2020. We're looking for 
any sort of artist that is associated with the film and TV industry. So if you work in film and TV, props person, DP, hair and makeup. And there are a lot of you. I've met so many people who are so multi-talented. You know, you might do one kind of work in film, but then you go home and you're like, you know, painting up self-portraits. And, you know, in modeling and sewing and beading and, you know, knitting. All the above. Crazy creations. And and don't be... um, intimidated with oh I don't have enough pieces uh-uh. no you, if you have one piece you can hang one piece mm. so we're doing collections there could be I mean we had a showcase last year with 17 different artists yeah so, right and that was fun I think you came to that one and and it really that's I left what, with a lot of artwork actually you did <laughs> and um and and what ends up happening is it's diversified yeah and so you get all these little snippets from the community that are different, but they have a similar thread that ties them together. Yeah. And isn't that what the world needs now? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing I do love about the art socials too is the that second part of that title is the social aspect, the drinking your beverage of choice and walking around and meeting some really rad people. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is great. And so I loved the. I mean, I was very inspired. I was a few, I was a few glasses of wine in <laughs> at that point, but I was like, you know, it would be so great to see more people from the film and TV community here. You know, people because we have ten, that, tens of thousands of people in this province who work in the film community. Not to mention all the people who watch. All of these yes. shows are and inspired to just yes. create, right? So, Phil, because it's also, it's a very, if you haven't been to Liquid Amber, it's such a cool space as well. It's Thank this you. gorgeous brick heritage building where I know on the top floor you play poker and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you like to hang out. Yeah, you like to hang out, but it, but that's what you can do on the night of the art social as well. It's not like, you know, like you're tripping over people who are also getting their like microblading and yeah. tattoos. Right, like all right. of that is pushed to the side. Right. And you're in this cool space and you don't have to drink. You can just walk around and talk you don't have to talk to anybody you can just like just just be there in the presence of people who have created the art yeah and enjoying the art so um so for instance yes. let's say i am i am in france yes and i am a big flash the, i'm a fan of the flash and i have done all of these like hello kitty versions of different characters from the flash yep. can i submit my art yeah i mean to date, we have been making it like a local. Yeah, focusing on the local community. But but, yeah. but listen, I, I, there's no rules. I don't want to limit anything. So really, um, if you can get your art to our business, then by all means. Hell, if you want to, can I say, oh yeah, we can swear. Fuck yeah! <laughs> we earn our explicit rating. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, heck, <laughs> if you want to wow. come to Vancouver and be present for the art social, then come on down. Like, uh, there's, there, I, I just want to, no walls, no barriers, yeah. no restrictions. Um, it's free to submit. It's on our website. You just click the submission button, send us some samples of your work, um, and like you said, if you're a fan of the film and TV industry, submit. Yeah. Because if we get enough of those, that's a whole curated show right there. Absolutely. And then... And I've been to... I mean, we've, we've been to Comic-Cons, right? right? Like the work that's created by fans yes. is amazing. Yes. <laughs> I had yeah. to put my fists up. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. You know, so that's like... like That was like my vision. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I mean, my... Uh, uh, my landlord, she lives uh, 
in the underneath us, she talked about um, bringing. She works for Sam Jackson. She has for like thirty years. Hmm. She's his uh, she's his on set dresser, and she's like, I have so many signed scripts. I have so many photos. Would that be a thing? And I'm like, just submit. Yeah. Just submit and we'll see. We're going to curate the show based on what we get. Mm. I don't want to limit anything. I'm I'm so interested in possibility and then letting the flame go. Like start a spark and let it on fire and let's see what catches. <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, this whole thing is about celebrating like you're building community and you're celebrating art. Like mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. It does not get better than that. Okay, so we're going to take a break and uh I'm assuming people are about to hear an ad for Liquid Amber Tattoo and, <laughs> and Ours Collective. Uh, and then when we come back, let's let's get to know you both a little bit better. Uh, I want to talk about happiness, which I used to stumble over because it used to have an underscore between the H and the rest of the word, <laughs> happiness, which is the project that uh, Livia just finished directing. And um, we're going to talk about your interests. Apparently, we need to talk about Deep Space Nine, which is something that <laughs> Livia said. And uh, honestly, I'm not going to say anything else. I think that is enough of a cliffhanger. Okay, we'll be right back. Some people claim that Vancouver is a no-fun city, but anyone who says this has clearly not attended Liquid Amber Tattoo and Art Collective's monthly art socials, because these events are crazy fun and bring artists and art lovers together in one gorgeous space. Liquid Amber Tattoo is located in a stunning three-story brick building in historic Gastown. Since 2001, Liquid Amber's artists have been providing custom and cosmetic tattoos to satisfied Vancouverites and out-of-towners. The studio is health board approved, it's spotless, and the artists are consummate professionals. And there is always stellar artwork by local artists on the walls. Which brings us to Liquid Amber Tattoo and Art Collective's signature event, The Art Social. On the last Friday of every month, Liquid Amber closes up early and the studio becomes an after-hours hive of creative energy. A vibrant, pulsating event space where artists show and sell their creations to art lovers and everyone is sipping wine and beer and having one hell of a good time. And right now, Liquid Amber Tattoo is on the lookout for art that's been created by artists who work in the film industry or that's been inspired by the film industry in some way. Is that you? Learn how you can submit your work to the 2020 Showcase and be part of future art socials on the Liquid Amber website. Liquid Amber Tattoo and Art Collective is located at 62 Powell Street in Vancouver. For more information about the studio and the monthly art socials and to submit to the 2020 Film Art Showcase, visit liquidambertattoo.com. That's liquidambertattoo.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. It's a rare time when I can look across and say, thank you, sponsor. You're welcome. I mean, honestly, your sponsorship means a great deal to to us. You're the first. Uh, I love this, like, women elevating, you know, other other women. And, like, that's all we're trying to do mm-hmm. here is, is elevate and amplify. So... Well, thank you for everything you do, and thank you yeah. for having this space for us. And I mean, this is what Vancouver desperately needs if mm. we're going to continue growing in a healthy, sustainable way. Yeah, you know, our industry—we need to support each other. We need to support the indie uh, industry. We need to see that thrive and grow. Then, true artistry will happen. Um, it's not just the big powerhouses. We don't just need Netflix and Amazon to come to Vancouver. Yeah. You know, let's like those cracks in the cement where flowers grow. That's the indie industry. I 
love that. That's what you're supporting. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, and the sad, the sad truth of the matter is that while our service the service side of our industry is on fire. The independent side has plummeted as far as the the number of of especially feature length productions that have been been uh, able to to kind of you know go the distance here. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, CMPA uh, announced a couple of months ago that. Uh, Independent feature film production by BC-based creators had fallen by more than seventy percent really year to year. You know, and that's like that's a systemic problem. That's yeah. not just any one person's fault. But I think you know part of the equation has to be the value that audiences place on this work. That you know we as we as I'm adjacent, but you know we as like creators and artists like the value we place in our own stories, mm-hmm. you know, and um, where we put our resources. So with that in mind, talk to me about happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So we are almost at our final cut and our my producers and I are starting to talk about the feature project. Yeah. And we're hoping to get the funding here in Canada. We want to keep it in Canada and it feels like a Canadian film. It yeah. feels like a Canadian feature and it's super producible. You know, we're just looking for about a million bucks. That's it. Million bucks. I mean, multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. A million dollars to hold up a mirror and show our our beauty and our ugliness and who we actually are. Because yeah. that's what I think that our our independent productions do. There is no better reflection of you know. I mean, and I say this as somebody who's a fan of all of the you know Netflix shows and CW shows. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I ex- subsist on a diet of that stuff, pretty much. But like, the, there's something so special about work that is created here. So tell me about like what you what right. you learned uh, oh, doing gosh. happiness and how that experience is. Ch- oh, you're the baby's awake, my little doggy. <laughs> Our dog has come to she's walk ready by. For her interview. Yeah, she's ready for her her, her interview. She's gonna. Just sniff into the microphone. See, that's that's a stereotype right there. That because aren't I thought witches were just supposed to have black cats uh, and oh. stuff, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I know it's a gorgeous little puppy. Don't be wrong, we would love black cats. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I my name is Sabrina, and I've had two black cats. Right. So yeah. <laughs> not a witch though. Not you might be. Maybe I I love. My uncle is an, an energy healer, and I nice. like I I have such faith and belief in Reiki and integrative energy healing and you know and in the larger energy so i don't know yeah maybe loved, there's something that really resonates for me i loved what one of our witches said um when we asked him do you identify as a witch and he said um i don't particularly identify as a witch but i would be so honored if someone was to call me one Oh, you know what I mean? And like that shifted my perspective right there. I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, yeah, it is an honor. What a beautiful word. And that's again, that's part of that reclaiming. If I was to call you a witch, if instead of you taking it as an insult, taking it as a compliment. Yeah. What a great world that would be. Yeah. Or somebody who had only ever heard that as a negative hearing that and being like, wow, that's another way that I could look at myself. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Happiness. Happiness, yes, we segued. (laughs) Happens all the time. Listen, what did I learn? I mean, I learned a lot about indie. See, I don't know if we've ever, maybe we touched on this briefly, um, and I'm still learning this lesson. I've been really lucky to have an acting career where Mm. I've been on sets with huge teams. Yeah. Now, two cameras and like, you know, and things move in 10 minutes and you're ready for the next setup. Indie world doesn't happen that quickly. Mm. And I'm still learning that. I, it, it, 
our setups took a long time. And so I was breathing and meditating through those moments. And we got our days. And so that was, okay, indie, indie shooting, indie shooting. I'm still learning. Everything just takes a little bit longer. But it looks, every frame looks like a piece of art. And that's our director of photography, Angelica Lyon was amazing and so I learned that I learned you're only as strong as your team yeah I can't gaffer for us so you know like our gaffer that's her time she's out there she's doing her thing so you it really is a team um sport indie film I mean any film any project is a team sport um so I learned some producer uh, side stuff. What about your role, though, mm. as the you directed this, I right? Did. Yeah. So, like, what role did you play? Mm. You know, like, especially when you're like with your DP and with yeah. your gaffer. Like, how, how? Like, was your job there to, to like elevate and amplify? Was it to hold it all together? Was it to be a leader? Like, what yeah. did you? What did you do? Yeah. I mean, people look at me to make sure we're going in the right direction. Yeah. So I'm the compass, if you will. Yeah. And. That's it. And I'm still being the compass now. And I got to tell you, you know, as someone who's learning, I'll be straight up honest. Sometimes I feel like my compass is broken. Mm. So it's just bullshit. Like even a broken compass is right sometimes. So, (laughs) right? Uh, Anybody? Anybody? The dog is like licking her butt right now. She's like, no, that was the dumbest thing you've ever said. Uh, I, I don't. You get nothing. No. Okay, we're gonna edit that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, we're keeping it yeah. because like, somebody will have a have a thought on it. Yeah. I don't know if a broken compass is ever can it not is be ever right? right. Can but it I accidentally think be right? Maybe. Yeah, uh, going north and it's just stuck on north, yeah. and you're just going. Because the- sometimes I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> the 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 doubt that creeps in. Oh yeah. The doubt that creeps. Like, do I know what I'm doing? What movie am I making? These things I kept kept revisiting them, and now I'm coming around full circle and I'm my compass is on point again and I've been infused and I'm like no this is the movie I'm making and so it I feel like I've gone through a whole journey but is this like this is the movie I'm making I have something to offer you know my compass is actually pointed in the right direction oh so you're dancing with imposter syndrome a little bit yes yeah thank you for naming it yeah no I exist in that space (laughs) a lot as well yeah yeah and you know what fuck it yeah. Fuck it. If that's wow, you've really embraced the. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> the swearing. Now. Go for it. If that's if that's, fuck it. If that's going to be part of my journey and part of my experience, fine. And and ironically, it's what my hero character is going through mm. is feeling like an imposter. Yeah. And so I really relate to the hero in this story. Yeah. As I'm going through this editing process. Yeah. So what is the timeline then? Oh, um, we're hoping to have everything locked and loaded and ready by February because that's our due date. But we should have something pretty close to finished by the new year. Okay. Yeah. I want to see a rough Oh, yeah. Cat. Oh, yeah. To, I'd love okay. to. I'll send you a rough cut. Okay, thanks. I don't know why we're whispering. I just feel good. <laughs> we did this last time, too. Yeah, we, we totally whispering. did. We have these little asides. Okay, so let's get to know you guys better. Yes. Okay. Uh, let us begin with a very provocative statement that you made when you were looking at my <laughs> my new Star Trek The Next Generation uh, Deep Space Nine action figures, which are not new. I've had these for more than 20 years, uh, but they are new to this space. Mm-hmm. You said, we need to talk about Deep Space Nine. 
And uh, and I okay, save it. What do you need to say about Deep Space Nine? You know, help me because I love next gen. I even love like well, I don't want to say even. I grew up on the original. Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. I grew up watching it with my grandpa, and then I I slid nicely into Next Gen. Yeah. And then I had to like get off the bus with the, and I tried to like Deep Space Nine because like they had Dax, which was a really interesting character that I could relate to. Yeah. But it lost me, and it it was it was I'm I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone, but I really feel like it was boring. They just stayed in one spot. It didn't work. The format didn't work. They need to move around. (laughs) You should see Jesse's body language right now. (laughs) Yeah, she's like. She's like like backed away. Like, I'm not getting into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming after us. (laughs) Listen, I just, I think, like, I've given this a lot of thought. Okay, go. Because I really, I as well, I really wanted to like Deep Space Nine. And I watched it all the way to the end. I think they got a little too wrapped up in their own mythology as well. They took themselves a little bit too seriously. And, you know, I think that the fact that you, I mean, you did say they did stay in one place. Babylon 5 did that as well, and they did it better, right. in my in my opinion. And I think that they also, they kind of wanted to be the grittier mm-hmm. uh, next generation, but they didn't, they did that, but without having like the, the heart, the humor, the sense of wonder. And I think there's a way to do, to do both. But, um, I mean, so Deep Space Nine, uh, uh, however, what are your thoughts about Voyager? Oh my gosh, Voyager! <laughs> Forget about it. It was we're winning brilliant. everybody back. We're winning it, everybody back. It was, it was brilliant. Like yeah. female captain Catherine Janeway, uh, played by Kate Mulgrew. I'm such a huge fan. She nailed it, and I love the story that originally they had booked a different actor. She was a French Canadian actress, right. and then you know, nope, that's not working, and <clears throat> they reshot. And uh, she's theater, you know, uh, um, educated, as was uh, Patrick Stewart. Mm. And so maybe that part needs that. I don't know. For me, I fell in love with it. I own all seven seasons on DVD. (gasps) Wow. Um, I mean, DVD. Yeah, yeah. That's commitment. (laughs) Can we, and if we're going to, we need to talk about stuff about Star Trek. I also think that we need to talk about the fact that Captain Jean-Luc Picard, Mm -hmm. this who, who grew yeah, okay, bien sûr, yeah. thickest English accent of anybody. <laughs> and no one cared. Yeah, no one cared. <laughs> right, because like this is, this is what I love about film and TV. If you commit and you find some sort of authenticity within yourself, no one gives a shit. Yeah. People, right, like it's when you half commit that people go, no, I'm not buying. But yeah. I watch, I'm because I'm watching for this now. I'm watching for, wait a minute, is that believable? And you know what? Suspended disbelief will survive if you you just commit to that swing. Knock it out of the park. Yeah. No one will bother. Yeah. So, Jesse, what are your thoughts about it? Uh, do you feel when <laughs> yeah, you're stuck? Well, like, so, so tell me, though, about, like, your relationship with the, with the film and TV industry mm-hmm. before you met your wife. Well, I made you watch. Yeah, we should t- continue the, the, the Voyager conversation. Oh, okay. Um, I, I was a Next Gen fan as well. I watched it with my dad growing up and and loved it. But then I kind of just petered off and I whatever. I didn't really continue much of the Star Trek uh, franchise stuff. But when I started dating Luvia, <laughs> she insisted that actually if I'm going to continue in this relationship with her, that I need to watch Voyager. Did she stand up and say it like, if we are to yes. continue, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. this <laughs> is my DVD collection. Now please watch. <laughs> I, I can't be with anyone who doesn't 
no seven of nine. I, <laughs> I can't like, oh, wait a second. Anyway. I just had a f- an image. It's an Instagram image. You had a seven of nine birthday party, right? Yeah, I did. My 40th birthday, all my students, my acting students printed um, Jerry Ryan as seven of nine photos on these these things that we all held up in front of our faces. I took it to Vegas with me. Like, I'm a big Jerry Ryan fan. Um, she was great. And uh, anyways, we could talk about this for hours. And we, we, we all need to have another another conversation where we talk about Seven of Nine's appearance in the new Picard show. Because <laughs> yes, uh, that's going to be so, so rad. So you, you, you watched, you, yes. uh, obviously so you, ran the, you ran, you passed the test, passed you ran the, the gauntlet. We've been married now for yeah, five been together, years. Been so. together nine years, it yeah. worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, before Luvia, I had never dated an actor or anybody in the film industry. So okay. being a musician, I'm very much in the music world, and I do feel like they have some definite crossover. There's, there is some the similarities. performer mentality, sure. right? Yeah, right. and there's that whole, like, scene of networking and uh, that whole sort of stuff. Yeah. So I was kind of used to that in a little bit, but Luvi was definitely the first actor I dated. And there's it there's been some, you know, I'm sorry, can I say and the last. Uh, yeah. And the last? Sure, right. Okay, keep going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just just want some clarification. Yeah. The one and only. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I'm not needy. <laughs> Jesse Jesse, we talk about this all the time, but you ground me. I don't know what I do. I just well, you do. She brings me back down to earth. I'm so glad I'm not dating another actor. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if we'd survive. I have you guys seen When Harry Met Sally? Yes. Okay, and they do those interviews with like you know different <laughs> couples. Like I yes. feel like I'm watching that <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh, I love like you. It. Just, I could just sit here and be like, you guys just go. You just I, do. No, do it, your was thing. Yeah, no. it was nine years. It was nine years. No, it wasn't that movie that we saw. It was it was a league of their own. There we were. I don't know why I'm like talking like I don't I'm know why. And you don't have to say a league of their own. It's about Star Trek. Yeah, yeah you're right. Anyway. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Jesse, yes. <laughs> what, what advice do you have for somebody who is dating somebody who uh, works in film and TV? Like, is there some, some kind of like relationship skill set making vast generalizations with all of this mm-hmm. and like acknowledging that, you know, at the front? But I feel like there's some there is some uh, there must be some there's some insight that you there's totally have a need for patience for sure. Yeah, OK. And when auditions come in on the Friday uh, and but it's not until Monday. Be prepared to maybe have a Russian girlfriend for the weekend, or so, you oh, know, yeah. you never know what kind of character <laughs> they're going to become over the next three days until the audition actually happens. Yeah. Um, and you know, th- I have to say the the interesting thing about the film industry of the uh, and we've gone to various cities and it kind of experienced this in different places, and each has their own sort of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vancouver film industry, when we go to, you know, red carpet events and, you know, sort of schmoozy sort of stuff, it's it's a lot more grounded than, say, in L.A. And we love L.A. for many reasons, but I'm thankful that we're in Vancouver, I guess. And it's been interesting to kind of have to adapt to that in certain ways to kind of put on the... There's a bit of something you have to put on. You know what I mean? Like, when, you, when you're in L.A. or even in Toronto at a certain extent, right? Like, when we went to the CSAs. Oh, yeah, because no, yeah. nominated for a Canadian Screen Award yeah. for mm-hmm. Continuum. Yeah. That was right when I met you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, going there, it felt it felt a little put on. Yeah. So that could have been us. We didn't know people there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think my uh, original ideas and, and conceptions of what the 
film industry was like before we started dating has been actually a pleasant surprise as to, you know, there's some really amazing, grounded, awesome people. Sometimes you just have to weed out the fluff to get there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's like everything, right? You gotta oh, tell me more when I turn the mic yeah. off. What is your favorite Livia role? Oh, well. Like, is it Mayor Val? Is it is it Garza? I mean, Garza it- was so badass and, you know. I don't think anything really compares to Garza at this point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and in many levels. There's been obviously great aspects of different characters. And I loved um, your character on The Murders and how, you know, she was just so matter of fact and was a little bit of the, the comedic uh, relief, which you very much are in life. Yeah, in real life, you are really funny. Yeah. We never yeah. get to see it, I, though. You I see it on the podcast. You but. guys, I don't know. How, I'm still figuring out how to let that part of me live in my acting. Because mm. I, I feel so exposed in that part of myself. It's so vulnerable. Oh. Yeah. But so, I think on the murders, you were the most yeah. authentic to who you actually are as Thanks, a person. Thanks, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're back in When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> Again. Okay, I want to ask like some kind of, so we got through Deep Space Nine, that was important. We did some marriage <laughs> stuff. Um, I, I want to ask you some kind of like rapid fire things, and I just want to hear what you have to say. Mm. Okay, so we're going to go back, like, so, Livia, uh, what is your guilty pleasure film? Oh, uh, Bridges of Madison County. That's so revealing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesse, what's your favorite song to sing at karaoke? Oh, <laughs> what is it? I'm not much of a karaoke person. Come on, babe. Okay, Criminal Fiona Apple. Oh, that is also very <laughs> revealing. Um, what is, uh, how did you eat rebel as a child? Um, I was a tomboy and I used to climb on people's roofs and spy on them. Oh God, that's weird. It's <laughs> kind of what you do now yeah. in some ways, like from the top of, of uh, Liquid Amber. What about you? Did, how did you rebel as a child? Uh, I would steal my dad's car and have parties like you, most kids, I guess, probably did, but I never stole, stole a car. Oh. That's pretty <laughs> rad. When before I had even my learners. Yeah. Uh, in the history of film and television, uh, this is for both of you. Which is the film or television character that best sums you up? Ah, oh, Linda Hamilton, Terminator. I knew you were going to say that, and that's so true. Oh gosh, um, I mean. <laughs> I love how you're both so stressed out. Your arms are both crossed over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to unbutton my. Was it on here? Who are you? I know. I've. Oh, I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Drew Barrymore fan, and I I've seen myself in a lot of her different characters and Pick at one. different points in my life. Like I want to say, you know, in my early years, Drew Barrymore in Mad Love, and then it was, you know, maybe later on. I don't know. Charlie's uh, Angels. Never been kissed. (laughs) You know. That was all very revealing. (laughs) And I just like, I need to, I mean, we're going to move away from that. That's okay. Because it got so stressful in here. (laughs) Oh my God. Ah, Totals Africa. (laughs) That's my karaoke song. Okay, so, um, just just so listeners know, these are the kind of questions I'm going to be asking in the uh, bonus episodes okay. that we are going to be releasing for our Patreon uh, supporters because, to I mean, and to see what I just saw as well, the bot, <laughs> like you're contorting your body. Yeah. Wow. It's just, I don't, I'm glad you didn't have like a timer or something. That would oh, have taken me over the edge. Yeah. Like a tick, 
tick tick because you did that one time i did that on an interview once and i i was like what did i say for that minute i love that okay we're gonna get that (laughs) Uh, at the dentist they gave my daughter this like um this uh oh what's it called the sands hourglass yeah Yeah, but it's like it's just it's just like for it's two minutes where it's like you're supposed to brush your your teeth for that amount of time so i'm gonna bring one of those in holy yeah i'm like we have to ask all of these questions in uh in that amount of time but that was all very that was all very revealing i guess like i want to end um i want to end in uh kind of when Harry Met Sally plays because that's kind of what I've been seeing. Um, I want you to speak about uh, your wife as as if she wasn't in the room. Like, tell me uh, (laughs) what you... What you admire, like, tell about the... Like, sing sing her praises, basically. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I wish I... We need a camera in here. That's one of the things we're fundraising for. Because to see the reactions has just been, like, Livia's face is so great. Okay, I'm going to... Do you want me to close... Should I go behind the Yeah, go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Livia is one of the most generous people I've ever met. She, She wants to help people. She is so generous with her energy and with with finding the good in people yeah and she is so great at like she'll find the most awkward person in the room and make them feel welcome and make them feel comfortable you know um she's also so fucking funny she's she just cracks me up all the time and sure most of the time they're super cheesy dad jokes but (laughs) i guess you know that really gets me so um and she that's a flex Livia for sure (laughs) cheesy dad jokes oh yeah (laughs) and she's just she's a she's an amazing partner she makes me feel like I am the queen of the world all the time and uh, oof I would not have liked uh, having to go second after that (laughs) because that was pretty dope I live in Hallmark moments yeah (laughs) so I've been preparing for this my whole life I love this kind of I'm a super sappy person uh, okay, but oh yeah, I'm supposed to be talking about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, right. That was kind of a dad joke. Re- we got to see that focus. Yeah. Um, what I love about my wife, as if she's not here. Okay. So what I love about Jessie is that she is the most grounded, um, generous, uh, talented, humble human being ever you know she and she's such a great listener she'll just listen to you and and make you feel like what you have to say is valid and important and and it matters and like because I can go on (laughs) and she makes me feel heard and that's uh, and everyone everyone around us and um, I guess she I have to say she ups the level in any room or any interaction that we're in Whenever Jesse's a part of it, it feels like it it feels more valid. I don't know how to how to explain that. You just have to experience an exchange with her. Like come to the art social and have a conversation with her and you'll know exactly what I mean. Um should yeah. <laughs> There it is. And I threw in a plug wow, at the end. That was, that was excellent. Wow. All right. Um, oh God. That w- that was amazing, 
And uh, thank you both Aww. for coming. Thank you. Thank you, baby, for coming today. Yeah. 13-year-old puppy. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you, follow you on all the various social media platforms? Sure. Well, for Witches of Vancouver, that's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I also have a herbal uh, business that I started called yeah. Lessons Potions. Tell us about that. So herbal remedies and skincare. I'm a huge gardener, so grow a lot of herbs, and I've studied herbalism and like to make all sorts of potions and tinctures and various things. Oh my god, that's so cool! Love you. You looked out. <laughs> yeah, she's, she she's my uh, su- test subject for many times. Yeah, so she's just... healing me. Like I was, I almost got a cold sore yesterday, and she's got this lemon balm oil. Oh. Boom, gone. And I've had cold sores my whole life. Yeah, yeah. So. Boom! There it is. <laughs> there it. Boom! There it is. All right. So if so, if people are interested in that, then where do they go? Jesse's potions. Jesse's on potions. Instagram or yeah. jessiespotions.com. That's so rad. Uh, and then Jesse Robertson Photography is for more of my photo stuff. Uh, and then Liquid Amber Tattoo is where we can find information about Art Social. Right. Yeah. For any artist that wants to submit, go to the Liquid Amber Tattoo page. Go to um, what is it? Ga- the gallery page. Gallery page, and website. at the bottom, hit uh, submit for uh, application. I think it's. Yeah. Why am I talking? You're the one that did all this. <laughs> free, and it's free it's to free. submit, right? Yes, Everything's course. free. Everything yes. is free. So honestly, like, if you're an artist, like, I really feel that your art comes alive when you put it in front of other people. Mm. You know, so breathe some life into your work and send it out. And yeah. like the, the like the worst that can happen is what. You, you, it's seen by pe- by some people in Vancouver. Like, come on, yeah, you know. Like, I, I'm so excited for this particular show. Mm, cool. So, and I know there are some of you listening uh, who are going to be getting some texts and emails from me, little yes. nudges, nice. looking at you, Adam Tupper in Toronto, <laughs> who I have his work all over this office. My Wonder Woman, my, I, he did my um, Wolverine stuck on the TARDIS. He did, I have an Optimus Prime. He does this whole Hello Kitty series. That's why I name checked Hello Kitty before. I have um, Hello Furiosa, Hello Pee Wee Herman, nice. Hello Logan. Like, just he's so inspired by, especially a lot of the stuff that's filmed here. So Adam, yeah, come on, dude. Adam, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Yeah, come right. play with us. Yeah, and so, and what about you? Where can people find you, follow you? Luvia peterson.com is my website and then all my social media handles are can be found there yeah yeah okay great well thank you awesome and uh thank you baby and uh to our listeners i thank you oh wow on command (laughs) that totally didn't sound like a person barking (laughs) all right to our listeners thank you so much for giving us your time today please like and subscribe leave us a review if you are so inclined they help us find more listeners you can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com you can follow us on twitter and facebook and instagram at yvrscreenscene and you can learn how you can join our patreon community and receive exclusive content and cool swag at patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. The YVR Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Firminger. And it's produced and edited by Simon Firminger. Special thanks to Tyson Braddock and Paul Firminger for technical support and to Dane Devalet for the original music. YVR Screen Scene is a division of... I don't know where this voice is coming from. <laughs> it's awesome. it was like, the YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flick Entertainment. <laughs> Keeping my teeth together is very exciting. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! I don't know where that came from. <laughs> awesome. It was kind of like Lauren Bacall, Big oh, Sleep. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. It's an, an accent that only existed in film noir movies in yeah. the 1940s. Yeah. Oh, okay. And.